This podcast contains explicit content. Thanks, Garzi. Listener discretion is advised. It's 2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back. For all your NRL super coach chat, we're playing for Sheep Stations. Stab Mandeva is here. Funny Man Trainer's back again. There's Gutsy and his chin list. And Mark's in the run on side this year. We're playing for Sheep Stations. The lurking tab lady from way out west is sure gonna put our patience to the test. We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations. Welcome to another episode of the Playing for Sheep Stations podcast. Uh, joining me tonight, we have the whole team here, Gazi, trainer, Davo and Mark. How are we, boys? I'm oh, very excited to record the, this episode. Should be uh, make for very interesting uh, listening, I imagine. I don't know what you're speaking about. I think you might become clearer once we run through our scores for the, uh, okay. for the week. All right. Who wants to gig us off this week? All right, let's... Let, why don't you kick us off this week, Mark? Oh, I'll kick off this week. Okay. As I think we discussed earlier, I mean, if you can't get a thousand this week, then what are you doing with your life? Thousand and twenty-one points for the Electric Broncos uh, moved up to seven thousand two hundred and twenty-first position. My likes this week, Hop God, about the only good thing that uh, Parramatta has going for them at the moment. I also did enjoy. Sunday evening watching David Fafita, Chip and Chase, forced dropout. Not that I needed those points to get over a thousand, clearly, but you know. Very, I think thousand and twenty one might say you did. Well that may that may well have been the case. May well have been the case. My dislikes for the weekend though was the crap dished up at four o'clock on uh, Sunday evening. If Adam Dewey showed as much uh zest during the game as he did to get up from a cramp and try and strangle Tyson Gamble, then I think my super coach score would have been significantly higher. If they gave out points for shit talking, Tyson Gamble would be elite in super coach. Captain every week. But unfortunately it's not points for for the game that we love called super coach. Uh, Davo, how'd you go this week, mate? Yeah, well-cooked Angus, uh, 1,007 points. So I certainly enjoyed David Fafita limping me past the 1,000. I had set a little milestone that I didn't want to score under 1,000 this week. So I was very dirty with about three minutes to go that I was a fair way from it. So um, surprisingly, it moved me up 8,353 spots into 15,173. So green arrows moving forward. Uh, still a fair way already from the leader, about 400 points, I think, from the people leading, which seems a lot after two rounds. But onwards and upwards. All right, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, my team scored 1,052 points, so that's corn on the cobbo. Uh, 
went up uh, 31,000 spots, 30, almost 32,000 spots, up to 25,000, um, 567th place overall. So that's that's good. Um, pretty happy with that. Uh, but yeah, onwards and upwards. No reds this week, which is good. Okay. Now, I'm sure the listeners are very happy to, to hear about what these two have got to uh, to share with us. So who's going first? Are you going to have to have some small hands off? Yeah, they can go first because I'm worth apparently. Not much to say, mate. Scored 930. Didn't play in the core. Didn't play Udo Kamanu. And I hate Supercoach. So that basically sums it up. Uh, sitting at a tidy rank of 70,000. So cheers. <laughs> All right, trainer, how'd you go this week, mate? Oh, eternally bad, apparently. Worse than everyone else. 899 points, which is disgraceful. Uh, 53,491st overall. So backwards, another 20,000 spots. Uh, good news is I was away fishing all weekend, catching cod, so I didn't have to watch the stupid football and watching me players stink it up. Uh, good news is the Broncos killed it. I'm sick of all the Roosters players. They're all getting the flick. Uh, and, yeah, got about two out of eight right in the tipping as well. So the NRL is a freaking joke at the moment. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, boys. Round three is here. Now, it's an important week this week, making sure uh, we get our teams right uh, before those price changes this week for most teams, uh, most players. So here we go with our Thursday night game, uh, the Eagles. The Sea Eagles versus the Eels. Uh, yep, so Thursday, Manly Eels. Uh, on Manly's side, we got Fatboy Schuster back for Manly. I think uh, he's going to be good, going to really help turbo scoring, playing playing late at the back and not looking where he's passing, which is always good. Uh, Sean Kevy's been benched for LA as per that little late shuffle in round one. Um, that's pretty much it for Manly. And Oshay Ole. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oshay. Of course, Oshay. Uh, and then um, Para are just 1-17 to 17 again. Pretty pretty cut and dry at the moment, which is good. Um, Cardi, Dory and Hopgoat have all got negative break-even, so they're all pretty decent options at the moment. And Dill Brown was pretty good in a losing side last week, scored over 100. So Yeah, if you, if you don't have issues and you want to get him in, go nuts, but... I feel like lots of people are going to have other things to worry about than him. Okay. Uh, the 6 p.m. Top, uh, time slot on the Friday night. The Knights have got it back. Thank God. This time against the Dolphins. Thank God uh, I'll be in first, the car. Yeah, first home game uh, for the Knights this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Knights have basically lost half their salary cap now. They've got Jacob Saifidi out, Braley out, surprise, surprise, Pong is out, and uh, Frizzell's out. So the Knights are in shambles, but uh, at least Tyson Gamble gets a run always, you know, in the starting six. So I'm sure he'll probably spray Sean O'Sullivan all game, but we'll wait until it happens. Brody Jones starts in the back row, who he's a spud, so not, not very important. Leo Thompson at lock. Ryan I actually Rivett. think Leo. I think Leo Thompson's looked pretty good this year. Like I had him most of last year because I couldn't get rid of him. I actually think he looks handy this year. Bring him in then. Well, 
At least you're in a mood. <laughs> anyway, back to back to what I was saying. Uh, Ryan Rivets on the bench. Never heard of him. So we'll see how he goes. Anyone he was at the Sharkies, I think. Sharkies Junior or something. Yeah, I think but... he's an outside back, isn't he? Or a half or a something. Half. He's a As half. I said, I know nothing about him. So. <laughs> yeah. Greg Marzu is also on the extended bench again. So, uh, yeah, interesting that Heimel Hunt's still getting a run over Marzu. And obviously on the Dolphin side of things, Jeremy Marshall King is out. That's that's a decent loss for them, I think, because Cody Nicarima is a terrible footballer. And Jeremy Marshall King's actually looked pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the Dolphins. But I think the Dolphins might actually put on a bit of a show against the uh, Knights. And hopefully Isaiah Katoa is amongst it because... I think a lot of people have to play him with Cleary out. So, has anyone has anyone got a Stan account and watched Dawn of the Dolphins? If you've got a Stan account, share. Um, but apparently, it's pretty red hot. The Dawn of the Dolphins from the moment they got into getting the coach to the roster and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty good. Man, anyone would like to share their Stan account with the boys from P4SS? Yeah, just maybe a, for answering a question or yeah, just a little you know. DM will do, and I'll share that around. So. Any yeah. chance you get to watch Wayne Bennett as well is a positive, I think. Not mentioning any names, but Don Brown has one, I'm pretty sure. The amount of questions we answer for that bloke, I'm sure he could throw his around. Ah, the old lurking tab lady from Broken Hill. Mm. Maybe he can share. Maybe. I'd be surprised if uh, Matt Dean didn't have one as well. He's got every yeah, I think. But he's a tosser. He's not going to share. <laughs> he's probably not even listening. No chance. I reckon Beasley's already probably stolen Dominic's. Uh, password as it is as well, I reckon. He seems like that kind of bloke. He's not technically sound enough to be able to do that, mate. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, he would get Jess to do it for him. But Yeah, fair. The bloke can't do anything. All right, play on, play on. <laughs> We've got to move on. We'll be here all night. Um, now, the 8 o'clock game on Friday night is the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. Yeah, there's a few ins. Um we're here at Hargraves. Is this his first game? Yep. Yeah. Um, Brandon Smith playing, even though he went off after 20-odd minutes with a sore back. Uh, he's definitely on the chopping block for me uh, this week. Not sure who for. The Butchers are in the second row. Radley's back after a week off. Um, has anyone seen that Suali'i is going with his hyphenated first name? I thought they had a different bloke. Joseph Akuso Suali'i. So he's, he's having a laugh. His- I don't want to talk about his, him yet. Gone with his full name. Um, yeah, I'm, I've like Trainer said in, in his little intro, I'm pretty disappointed with how the Roosters have played. They did start poorly last year, though, and I know a lot of people sold their players going into round three, four or five last year, and they actually picked up. I think Teddy is one of those blokes that um, I think he scored poorly in the first week, 80-odd in the second week, and then went on a bit of a run from memory, so... I only know that because I sold him. They do have the buy next week, though. They do have the buy next week, so they, I don't know. There's a few with high break-evens. Like the Cheese has got a pretty high break-even. So I think he's somebody who has been very disappointing at the start of the year. It just is difficult who to trade to. We'll talk about that during our trade talk because I think we've all got a few ideas around around that one. Um, the Bunnies get a few troops back to Tolers back after a week off, after a head knock. Um Sele on the bench, I think, is a really big inclusion as well. I think that potentially could have 
um, implications for Latrell Mitchell and Moali's, not Latrell, Shaq Mitchell. How could I get Latrell and Shaq mixed up? But Shaq Mitchell. Same build. Same build. Same farm. Um, same last name. Same, same last name. Same super contribution. Yeah, whatever. Sele <laughs> uh, back, I think he's going to eat into the minutes of those blokes. Um, their back line, I think, is just as it is. It's, yeah. Bloody Thompson's also gone with the double banger. Isaac, anyone got his Tui Tupo Thompson? I saw his name in the list and wondered who that was, but it's just old Isaac Thompson trying to get a little bit fancy with his surname as well. Is that just because he spilled about eight last week and he thought maybe I'll throw that in? People might not know it's me. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, Cheekham starting um, in the back row will be very good for the old Burke Battlers, Ian Thornton. He'll love the fact that Cheekham's getting a start. I did look at his team. He does own him. He owns him every year. Every year. It's, um, it's like he's his first big player yeah, every so year. I think this will be a good game. I think there could be a few super coach points scored. Someone like Latrell, I think, will score really well. He really gets up for these big matches. I, think I actually Cam, think Teddy might Cam score Murray pretty well as well. Too. Yeah, Ken Murray. So The Roosters' be... middle is dog shit, for yeah. less of a better word. Yeah, I think they'll be a bit stronger this week with Hargraves and Radley back. Um yeah, their bench still sucked ass, so... Their bench is a bit light on, but I wouldn't be too concerned about Murray only scoring 40 last week. I think um, he probably... He should be back this week, so he's not someone that I'm looking to sell at all. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, that takes us to Saturday's 3pm game, the Titans versus the Storm. On the Titans side of things, Brian Kelly's back in the team at centres, which pushes Sammy out to the wing and Jojo Fafita makes way. So Khan Pereira has held his spot on the wing ahead of Fafita. Good news it's for Supercoach. It's, it's oh, about, the, it's only a miracle, thing, to about the only thing that he's held all year. I think Fafita quietly. was injured though, wasn't he? Like he had a bit of an injury because he's not even... Nowhere to be seen. He's not he? named. I think he actually got a bit of an injury. Possibly. He grimaced at one point, and I think his knee got strapped up. Otherwise, there he's, is no chance that that bloke keeps that position. And his last name is Fafita, so he's obviously soft as custard. Still scores well. <laughs> the other big out for the Titans is Verrills is out with, I think it was a shoulder injury, replaced by Chad Randall at Hooker which brings a couple of new faces onto the bench. Joe Vuna and Tino's brother, Isaac Basua Malaawi. I haven't seen much of him. Is he, is he as big as Tino? Does he have the big flowing locks? No idea. I don't think either of the above are true. He's still like obviously a big lump of a lad, but not quite as big as Tino. I think he's a middle yeah. as well, or middle or edge. I don't know. Yeah. Sam McIntyre drops out of the squad to 18th man. On the Storm side, Justin Olam is back in the centres from his broken arm, uh, replacing young Tonamapaya, who... Who I isn't that young? He's actually like 31 years old. He's not that young. I wouldn't be surprised if he's now buried out the back of Amy Park somewhere after oh. his performance last week. I don't think uh, Craig Bellamy would have been very happy with him. I think he was a high chance of drowning from the spray he would have copped. Yep, my thoughts exactly. Uh, Xavier Coates has been named to come back in on the wing. Guardsy's man uh, Nelson is out for six to eight weeks with a knee injury, replaced by 
another giant in Kamikamika, who's back in for his first game from a foot injury. Interest seems, seems on the bench. Oh, interestingly, Jonah Pezzett was named on the bench in 14, possibly because Tyron, Tyron Wishart offered zero in attack last week. So perhaps he's looking for a bit of attacking spark there from Pezzett. And the other name on the bench is Tariq Sims coming back from a calf injury. Um, I expect he will play through the middle, though, given Nelson's out and the makeup of that bench. So I, I, you'd have to assume Pezzett might be a chance of a switcheroo on game day. Yeah, or playing the majority at, at 5-8 anyway, even if Wishart you know, plays the first 10 or 15 or whatever, and then yeah, Pezzett gets put on, I reckon he's going to play. Yeah, if not all, most of the game at, at six. Yeah. Okay, our 5.30 game on Saturday this week is the Cowboys versus the Warriors up in North Queensland. That's back is there to a me, plane isn't it? strike out of Townsville? They can't leave Townsville, the Cowboys? Can't get out? Locked in? They have a lot of games up there. <laughs> uh, right, a few changes at the Cowboys this week with suspensions. And the such because they had grubs and tried to hurt the Broncos because they couldn't beat them. Uh, Chester at fullback. It's just Corey Oates they tried to hurt, to be fair. They both got suspended for uh, being mean to Corey. Yeah, it's not very nice. So anyway, yeah, Drinky's out. He tried to yeah, broke, broke out poor Oates' jaw, so he can have a spell on the sideline. How many weeks did he get? Only oh, three. not enough. How many did Hiku get? One. Two. Two, oh, two was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah one so. or two. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, Hiku's out as well. So they've got the superstar that is Gemmet Shibasaki in at centre. Holy, surely Valentine Holmes gets some ball this week. Uh, yeah, Matt would have some training kit, wouldn't he? He's been to every NRL <laughs> club just about. And has played about 18 first grade games in total. Uh the, thing, the other thing with the Cowboys is Hylam Lukey's lurking on the bench, extended bench as 18th man. So, uh, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Might might be a late in. If you've got Cohen Hess like I do, it's definitely something to be aware of. Uh, onto the Warriors, CNK is out for Tua Piki. I don't know if that's how you say his name. But uh, he's debuting at fullback. Uh, Mitch Barnett's gone to the back row for Ford who's obviously still got a sore melon. Uh, Afoa jumps into the start and front row, replacing Barnett. And Bailey Sirenen on the bench to round out the 17. And then they've got Jazz Tavanga named on the extended bench as well, so he can't be too far away. Is there a world where Martin goes to fullback, they don't actually play this bloke, and Ronald Volkman, who's been killing it in New South Wales Cup, comes in? I don't know. just seems an odd. Yeah. I don't know. You'd think they just name it like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily always how the NRL coaches like to do it. You, you, geez, you'd be dirty but to name a kid for their debut at fullback and then just hook him last minute. Like, that's pretty piss poor. Yeah, true. Seems an odd. I would have thought the obvious one would be Tamari Martin go back and then Volkman come in, who's got a bit of experience. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Well, I'd like to hear what you know soon, but... Uh... Now, trainer, I believe you are going to this next game. Is that is that correct? That is confirmed. Yes, I will be in Bris Vegas this weekend, 
at Sunny Suncorp watching the Broncos win by probably 40, I'd say. Oh, here we go. The Famous early, last word. The there we go. Why do so, it? Please. Now we, 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 we now know. Podcast. We now know why. Yeah, you're on the chin list next week. Guardsy, get ready. Put him on for next week. Um, so, yes, that's our, our game. Uh, the trainer will be there Saturday, uh, 7.35 kickoff, the Broncos versus the Dragons. Guardsy, what do you got for us? Not much. Uh, <laughs> Corey Oates is, Oates is out because, as we said, he... Uh, to be, fair, to be fair, there's not much to talk about here. So, no. geez, you are kicking stones, aren't you? Jesse, Ar- <laughs> Jesse Arthur's is in those. I, I've actually liked what Arthur's has done in the first two weeks. He's actually been very strong, I think. Good hit ups, done his job. So, yeah, good to see. And then the Dragons, they're same as last week as well. Uh, I, I am hoping, like trainer, that we put a cricket score on him, but, uh, I think the Titans were very poor last week and made the Dragons look a lot better than they are. But, you know, hopefully Reese Walsh, just uh, the beautiful-looking man, just has another cracker of a game and just lights him up. It'll be great to see. Trainer I, thought you weren't, I thought you weren't going to mention the sexiest man in league. Seriously. How good did he look last week? He just transformed how Maybe. good the Broncos' attack looked. He is way quicker than I thought he was, and in a better team, he is outstanding. The moment from, that from the get go, I told Jesse exactly what we needed. The moment oh. he took the field, I forgot all about Supercoach and it was all about Reese Walsh. Nothing mm. <laughs> else mattered. I think that's the case when he gets into the nightclubs on the dance floors, too. <laughs> all <laughs> the girls forget about their boyfriends. Holy. No wonder the boy's been working on his fans. He'd be palming girls off left, right, and center. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> an, important, an important question, though. Matthew, you you have booked your flights and accommodation for Saturday night, not Friday night. You know, the Broncos are playing on a Saturday night. Yeah, mate. Fortunately, I didn't do any of the booking, so I'm uh yeah, I couldn't have couldn't have got that confused. I just hope Suncorp Stadium's actually open on Saturday for the game. They can be confused as well. It's yeah, it's magic round only. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, heading to Sunday's games. Four o'clock game. The Tigers have got their four o'clock slot back. Uh, and they play the Dogs this week at Belmore. Maybe the Tigers will turn on each other this week. What a bunch of flogs, seriously, and at the end of that game. Is it like a car crash? Channel on a banking on. Oh. This is like a car crash. You can't drive past without looking. Yeah, but um, they're probably going to the news before anything's ever like, oh, you know, even happened. So you, they're, they're missing all the quality content. Um, how good was the debut of... Preston last week, I think it snuck up on a few people. I didn't play him. He's in my side. He's a gun, I think, is probably the term to use. There's a couple of guns in that back row spot that I think we want to have in. The injury in the or the HIA to Jackson Ford, if you don't have Preston, I'd be pivoting from wanting to get Ford in, even though he's like he's not playing, which is another good thing, but I'd be getting Preston in this week. Alamotti looks dangerous, and I think he'll carve up the Tigers. Um Kiraz is the one that I want to talk about the most. Even in the week, I had a look back. He's the second highest scoring super coach player so far this year. Even in a game where they got beaten pretty badly, he still scored in the 70s. He's just a bit of a hit-up beast, tackle-busting beast. Um, offloads. At, offloads, add a couple of tries. He's a guy that I think we want to move on early. And he went off for 15 minutes in that first game. Yeah, I think, I think in this game, they could ser- he could seriously score a hat-trick and go well over 100 again. 
and I'm not too worried if he doesn't. I think he's still going to make a lot of hit-ups, tackle busts, offloads. I think he's the guy that you probably want to get on before everyone else really catches on that he's going well. And he'll be a guy that I'm going to move on this week somehow. I just don't know how I'm going to generate enough cash to get him. Um, is he sitting about 500 and something? He's one of the most traded in this week as well. Is he? Well, that's yeah. What, so. Yeah, I just think he's a guy. You know, some years you want to say, I'll just have another look, but I think his break even's low. He's not playing in an awesome team, but he's not playing in a dog's team that's really ordinary. And even the week they got beaten, he's still the one scoring points. He's a bit like David Nofaluma when the Tigers were ordinary and he was taking all those hit-ups and offloads and tackle busts and stuff like that. So, yeah, he is a guy that I'm going to be trying to trade in. Um, for Taylor Mariner moving to lock, I know he started at lock. He wasn't named there last week, but Preston starting, I think it's um, good. Please don't miss out on Burton. I still don't think he's going well. Kickhouse sort of showed a bit of form last week. Um, and without the 10 in the bin, I think we'll have scored pretty well. There's really not a lot to write home about um, at the Tigers. It's a Kamano would have scored really poorly um, if he hadn't have scored that try. And how was that a try? Like, I'm sure you're going to mention that, Gardzi, uh, a little bit later on, the uh, old double movement try that he was awarded. Yeah, shaking your head, but I, if you don't name it, I'm jumping on board. Um, Tommy Talao is out this week. Is that Stafford Toa? Yeah. Is, that, is that who's um, named there? And who's Tupo? Which they haven't. Junior. Junior. Junior Tupo. Okay. The other noticeable absence is Dane Laurie and Charlie, the Forbes Ferrari Staines moves into fullback. That's their saviour, surely. They can't lose now. Um, but four o'clock on a Sunday it used to be something we, we look forward to. Now the Tigers have got a residency there. Not so much. All right, moving on to our final game of the week. Um, the Raiders versus the Sharks. Uh, for the Raiders, still no Josh Papali'i anywhere. He's obviously still got that calf problem. The only change that Ricky Stewart has made to the Raiders 17 is Trey Mooney comes onto the bench in place of Mariota, uh, who missed the squad entirely, so he might have picked up an injury. Uh, from the Sharks side of things, the big news is that Nico Hines has missed again, but there were reports today that he said he was very close to getting up for the game this week and he expects to play next week. So Nico Hines likely back next week for the Sharks. Uh, the only change to the Sharks team this week is that Jack Williams comes back onto the bench with Connor Tracy dropping off to 18th man. Mm. So pretty settled teams for both of those sides there. Yeah, and Penrith have the bye this week. Is it um, Nico Hines, if he's back next week, when do they have the bye? Round six. So yeah. it's next week, round four. So you play round four and five have a buy and then be back for a price change in round seven. Is anyone going to try and load up and get on early? Well, yeah, because I play the Dragons next week. Oh, God. And then the Warriors the week after. Oh, and then into the buy. Yep. Roger. Probably something to think about. All right, but that wraps up our round three team lists. This is horse. This is horse. Here's horse. We've heard that sound. It only means one thing. Guardsy, your gym list. Yes. I am pretty calm now, I think. <laughs> I've calmed down since since Sunday. I think I was I, very, very I'm going to ban you from drinking Sunday beers. Night. 
I'm going to ban you from drinking beers while we're recording this thing because I'm sick of you being calm for this segment. I think Matthew saw I was very aggressive come Sunday night. I had enough. So might as well start. Oh, yeah. The first one is just Supercoach in general. Fuck Supercoach. I'm just going to put it out there. Who really cares about it? This is meant to be for fun, and I'm not having any fun right now. Let me tell you that much. So, you know, Supercoach can get stuff for all I care. Who cares? At least the Broncos are playing good. That's all that matters. So... Well, they were playing good till trainer declared them. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Supercoach is first on the list. So congrats. Uh, the next one is uh, Chris Butler in the video ref box. I think we we're watching the Panthers game. He, uh, the challenge on the Cleary in the ruck, he even said, he said Cleary cleared the ruck in a normal fashion. He cleared the ruck by putting his hand back through the ruck. So, I don't know what Chris Butler thinks normal is, but putting your hand through the ruck is not normal, Chris. So pull your head in. Not in any setting, is it? Putting your yeah. hand through the ruck in any setting is not normal. Yeah, apparently it is, though, if you ask Chris. Uh, next one, he's on the list as usual. Trainer's man, Michael Ennis. He's basically on the list because he's still dribbling crap. And he still loves the Panthers. Maybe it's because he's got a chin like Cleary. I don't know, but... The bloke needs to pull his head in. Uh, who's next? Oh, Dylan Edwards is on the list, boys. He's back on the list. <laughs> He's back on the Your list. Your man. Your man, He's Dylan. He's back on the list. No longer in my Supercoach team. He can get stuffed again, Dylan. And I think uh, what he did, he made me look like a genius last week. I caught it last week that the Panthers were redneck hillbillies. What did I call them? <laughs> yeah, something all like the, that. No teeth, all the good no stuff. No teeth, Centrelink dogs, meth addicts, and uh, I think Dylan Edwards proved it pretty well. We saw him at when he was carrying on like an absolute pelican when poor old AJ didn't score his try, and uh, I think that just proved how much of a flog the Panthers are. And Dylan Edwards has just shown everyone how much of a flog he is too. By uh, carrying on like an absolute pelican and thinking that they're better than everyone else. When you got beat by Broncos the week before, so get that up, you're dealing. Uh, who's next? He's got to clear his throat. <laughs> it's a long one this week. Should have almost been its own own uh, episode. I uh, I must apologise to the to the listeners. I didn't get the name of the video ref in the Broncos game. I had had a lot of beers by then when I wrote the list. <laughs> so uh, anyone who might know the video ref in the Broncos game, they're on the list. The Reese the Walsh obstruction ball was an absolute joke. Anyone that thinks that that was an obstruction, you're on the chin list too. First of all, the camera view they showed, they showed it from the post, which isn't even dead in line with where the play is, so you could not see the millimetres within it, and yet they've caught an obstruction. It had no impact on the play. Reese Walsh was just lightning, sets up OT in the corner, and they take it away from us. Lucky... We can beat the NRL even when they're cheering on the Cowboys. So, was that the one from the scrum? Yes. Yeah, right. It was definitely not an obstruction. But anyway, we'll we'll carry on. Uh, next one on the list is uh, drink order. Scott drink orders on the list for being an absolute dog. You know, he he saw Big Bad Oatsy coming his way and absolutely panicked, and all he could do was stick a shoulder up. And uh, decided to take out poor old Oti's jaw. So poor old Oti's eating through a straw. 
which is unfortunate. But, you know, the video ref as well and the ref are both on the list as well for that incident. I do not understand how a bloke... Yes, Daniel, are you going to give me... I do have the name of the video ref from last week. Grant Atkins. Oh, surprise, surprise. Cheating cheating Penrith dog. (laughs) Is he the referee in the Penrith game as well? Yes. Oh, probably. Every week. What about Luke Garner's knock-on that went out to the side and then... Jerome Luai picks it up and does the scissor kick for the try. Everyone, that was that's play been on. a knock on forever. God, blind. Let the boys play. Apparently, oh, yeah. confirmed. Grant did ref the uh, Penrith game. <laughs> yeah, well, Grant, you're on the list, mate. How that was not a send off. I'm sorry. Even as a Broncos fan, if you blo- if you break a bloke's jaw and you're sent to the bin for ten, come on, like, what do you got to do to get sent off in this game these days? Ask ask Mr. Saifidi. <laughs> Yeah, I think we saw it. That's textbook, mate. I thought it was a good tackle. <laughs> poor, what was poor Jake Simpkin doing? Running, running, oh, X, running he X off the auger. Oh. He shouldn't have been there. Holy. Uh, next one on the list is uh, the worst cheese in the world, Brandon Smith. He's on the list for just being an absolute brie. He's just soft as anything, honestly. Mate. <laughs> Someone, I think someone commented and said that he's one of those um, French brie cheeses with mould in it because he's stinky oh, as well. Yeah, I do I do like a blue cheese, but Brandon Smith isn't cutting it for me. I can tell you that much. He just stinks in general. He's soft. He's offering nothing. Two years in a row I've started with you, and two years in a row I've traded you out in after round two. Says it all, cheese. Yeah. No, no. He, he Remember, he injured himself after round one yeah, with so a broken hand. Yeah. Broke his hand last year, was meant to come back like in four weeks, came back two weeks later and scored 100 after everyone had traded him out. Yeah, well, if he does it again this year, I'll tell you what, I'll be filthy. But anyway, he's on the list. Next one on the list of the Roosters' halves, just of being shit in general. I've never seen a back rower like Egan Butcher be dry ran so much by his halves. The poor bloke was running more decoys than anyone I've ever seen before. Honestly, give the man some ball. I've traded him out now, so don't give him any ball now, but give him some ball. Who's next? You've traded him. I'm keeping him. (laughs) Joseph Suwali's on the list. I think we all saw when he absolutely pretended like Teddy wasn't standing right next to him, ready to score a try. (laughs) Captain Teddy, I got excited. I thought, here we go. Early tries. Get a decent captaincy choice, right? And Suwali looks at Teddy and says, nah, mate, I'm going to take on the fullback by myself. Bloke is a flog too. He's like 19 years old, thinks he's a god. Pull your head in, Joseph. Just because you play for the Roosters, you're a flog. Who's next? Reed Marnie's on the list, boys. First time <laughs> this year. We all know I'm not a fan of Reed Marnie. He's on the list. Anyone else see the uh, Melbourne game where my man, Ellie, Ellie Katoa, was in. I got excited. I was sending the gifts. Ric Flair was wooing. I was excited. Katoa was tunning up, and video ref goes back, and Reed Marnie got barely touched. And we, did you see the dive, boys? I know we all saw it. Come on. Do you think he learnt that from Mitchell Moses last year, Gartsy, or what? 100%. 100%. Him, I reckon him and Mitchell were doing extras after training, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute joke. Uh, who's next? Uh, Jackson Hastings, the when he wasn't bin for the Talau 
Tommy Talao. Um, oh, surely that's a sin, Benny. He broke his nose. Was Jackson on the list, or is that the not the the official in that game? Who I can tell yeah, it's you, the you. official, mate. Jackson did. Jackson that can't send himself to the bin. <laughs> Peter Goff. Peter yeah. Goff. Oh, that's trainers look alike, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's on the list, but Goffy's on the list. Now, isn't oh. that tip? Todd Smith or something? No, he's the ringer. That's the ringer. But anyway, yeah. And he's on the list again. Poor old Matt Trainer look like Goffy for the Stefano Udo try. That was an absolute disgrace. The bloke said that he um what he promoted, promoted the, the ball. ball. Yeah. But, but it still gave it a try. It makes no sense. That's the definition of a double movement. Momentum Matt, Matt Noyan. He said momentum carried him over the line, but he promoted the ball. Which one is it, mate? You can't have I can't have it both ways. And I didn't play Udo, so you're on the list. If you if I had played him, you wouldn't have been on the list. But <laughs> so that's Matt Matt Noyan, I believe his name was, the bunker official. Never okay. heard of him. <laughs> Never want to hear of him again. No, I don't. Not if he's not unless he's given those tries for blokes I've actually got playing. <laughs> and uh, finally list. Finally. Last two on the list is uh, Tommy Talao and David Clemmer, just for being absolute flogs. Poor old, poor old Hastings, mate, goes over, you know, just to give his sorries for saying, sorry, Tommy, bro, I've broken your snoz, but next time don't put your head there. And then big big Tommy decides he's going to grab him by the uh, collar and try and act tough in front of the cameras, wearing his suit pants and his polo. Pull your head in, Tommy. You're a shit footballer. Your dad was better. You're living off your dad's name. You got nothing. You injured every two and a half games. I'm glad Hastings broke your snoz. And uh, clamor for trying to act tough. You're real tough coming over to help your blo- your teammate out against the halfback. You're yeah, wasn't real interested though. in helping his teammates during the 80 minutes, was he? Yeah. That, I've never seen Clemmer yeah. move so fast. The moment he saw Hastings coming over, he was like Reese Walsh. He Had about seven the- runs a whole game, didn't he? Yeah. So he wouldn't have done it if it was someone like Saifidi going over to apologise, that's for sure. So pull your head in. You're both flogs. And uh, one more time, I'll just say one more time, fuck Supercoach. There you go, boys. That's the list. (laughs) Thanks, Gardy. Wow. That was a big list. I think that's your biggest list that we've we've had from you. And it's only round two. I like that you're writing them down. That's really impressive because you don't remember <laughs> half of them otherwise. No, no, very true. I've, I've been following your advice. Okay, time for DMs with Davo. Who's been sliding in, Davo? Uh, so I put a post up late last night and Shooter slid straight in. Uh, it was like he was waiting for it. Almost, friend of the show. Uh, friend of the show in the theme song. Um, he, uh, he says, who's selling Cleary? Legit question. I don't know why they think they have to Say it's a legit question, or are they? Just uh, no no idea just why. Give him a spray. <laughs> Is Garzy just going to give him a spray? Or he's not Don yeah. Brown. He's allowed to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, Garzy, you don't spray. Uh, you don't spray friends of the show. And he also no. writes, uh, "How has it come to this? If Hines isn't back, who do you replace him with? Do you go to Hughes from the Storm, who is holding the fort, or do you gamble on a lesser half and go with two gun hookers along with two gun fullbacks? Lots to unpack there." Who wants to start unpacking that? Well, why don't the small-handed blokes get started and then we can finish off? 
trying to get your thought about this question? Oh, hang on. Yeah, let me just let me just find it so I can work my way through it. Right. Who's selling Cleary? First of all, that's a fine idea. He's break evens about 450. So he's going to lose. Yeah, I, I was way off. It's a lot. Uh, don't know the truth getting away with a good story, Gardzi. Uh, so, yes, getting rid of him is definitely a fair idea. Uh, he's on the buy this week. It would have been really ideal if Nico was named this week. It would have been an easy swing from Cleary to Nico this week. Nico coming back next week makes it slightly more complicated because obviously now Cleary's buy is sort of done until Origin. He's going to play the rest of the way through. So if you hold on him this week, if you do keep him and he loses money, like it doesn't really matter. We all we all know the the rules there. It only, it only hurts your total value if you do sell him. Um, so, yeah, it makes it hard. If you want to trade this week, what do you got? Hughes, Walker, not heaps of options. The, the, the Walker's got a tough game against South too. So. Yeah, and then they're on the buy. So, like, Hughes does you could move. If you've got Katoa at 5'8", you could move Katoa up and buy 5'8". Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that's... looking at them. Some of the 5'8 options aren't great right now either. Dylan Brown's still a bit expensive. Mm. Matt Burton's this... Matt Burton. Oh, don't imagine Matt Burton. Yuck. Hello, Ezra Mam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about running two gun hookers this early. Like, who are you going to run? Grant and who? Cookie's not setting the world on fire. Do you think Reed Marnie's a gun hooker? I don't know about that. Uh, Wade Egan's not going to score a try every week. Nah, that's right. Wade Egan doesn't even play 80. Um Makes it tough. So, yeah, I don't know. That's sort of my thoughts there, I suppose. I I don't think I'm going to sell Cleary. I think he's the kind of bloke that even though he's got a 149 break even on the on the buy this week, he could come back against Para after a week off and easily get that break even. And everyone that's sold him hasn't made any money out of the sale. You might have had a player playing this week. But like you said, I the only other person I think you could sell to is DCE. Um who's only had one game. He had a really good game, but does he have another good game? Like, who knows? I think um, I'm just going to hold Cleary because I fancy that he'll come good and you want to be on him when he comes good. I think he's the guy that if if he's really heavily sold this week to trade other options and you don't have the money to get him back, he could be someone that people can't get back, especially with Hines coming in. I don't want to have the trouble of trying to get Nico and Cleary back into my side. Um that's probably my train of thinking that what's that? Nico's 900 Cleary might drop to 750. Like that's still 1.6 mil. You've got to find from somewhere. If both of them start firing after round five, I don't know if I want that problem. Mark, you got anything? No, I agree. I'm not selling Cleary this week. So um, you're right. I mean, trying to hit the nail on the head, you'd then be going Cleary to Hines potentially next week, then you got the problem of trying to get Cleary back in because you will want him back in at some stage. So, like, I'd hate to try and run up until Origin without Cleary or Hines. Imagine that. Bloody hell, your side looks pretty ordinary, doesn't it? So, you certainly wouldn't want to come up. I know we don't play head to head very much, but you wouldn't want to come up against a guy who's got both of them in a head to head game and fancy your chances. Or you're probably not going to find yourself very high in the weekly rankings if you don't have. One of or both Cleary and Hines, in my opinion. 
sorry, my phone just went off. I've got to get the next question now. Uh, the next question is first time question, long time listener, first time caller, as they would say on Talkback Radio. Um, Alex from Moree. So he's a guy that started listening to us this year. Um, I think a few of us know him from our time out in Moree. And he asks, who is the best value for money, Wade or Reed, in the hooker position? Um, I think I just mentioned I probably wouldn't be going near Wade um, Egan just because I don't think he's going to keep scoring tries. He doesn't play 80 minutes, as you said, trainer. So anyone got any thoughts? Guards, you got any thoughts around that one? It depends what you want to do. If, it, if you're after Wade Egan for a quick cash grab, he's got a really good break even and probably going to go upwards towards 600k which does then help you get some more money to go towards someone else so it's not the worst idea Reed Marnie Reed Marnie's does this where he has a couple of good games in a row and then goes back to being a donkey break evens what like zero I think so he's going to make you some money too but I don't think either of them are keepers long term so I think no matter who you're bringing out of them, you're going to end up trading them because you're going to get the shits with them pretty soon, I think. And do you think there's... I know Sonny Luke doesn't have... doesn't play this week, but to bank a bit of cash, particularly if you go and cheese, which I'm assuming most people are, to Sonny Luke, does that... Like, even though he's not playing this week, you probably wouldn't play him anyway. Um, if you bought Wade or Reed, you might play them this week, but then probably not other weeks, so... Is it that big a deal if it's just about making cash and then Sonny Luke's probably going to make a bit of money as well, particularly as his role expands as he's coming off that injury from the um, pre-season? So, yeah, I don't know. Mark, what are your thoughts around this one? I think Guardsy's hit it on the head there. If you're after some quick cash, then Wade Egan is probably your man. I think his break-even is minus 44 this week. He's scoring at about one and a half points per minute, which if you look at his history, he doesn't score anywhere near that. He's making these points scoring tries, but if you want him for a couple of weeks, say you do sell Cleary, it might be a way to make a quick 100, 150 grand to try and get those other guns back into your team, sell him down to, you can even sell him down to Sonny Luke in a couple of weeks and still make a ton of cash off it. Um, my, my my fear is that he's got a good score in round one, a good score in round two, but if he comes out and doesn't score a try and scores in the 40s or 50s, which is historically what he's done in the 60 minutes he plays, that first score rolls out and then this, you know it, it doesn't stay in his rolling average. How many price rises do you actually get for a bloke like Wade Egan? He, If you look back across his history, he sat at about that 400, 450k mark pretty much all the time. So... This anomaly of scoring a try each week won't last forever. So I, I think he's a bit of a trap. How much are you actually going to make? Um, and I think that's what we've got to look at with a lot of these blokes that have got a really good round one score. If they've got a good round two score, it kind of gives you an extra week of of good scores. But I'd be a bit fearful. It's kind of why I fear with Hammer as well, that people are going to jump on the Hammer train and he could be really ordinary if he doesn't score a try or doesn't get some of those attacking stats if if the Dolphins come back to the pack and then you pretty quickly by round five got a, or round six got a bloke with a 30 and a 35 in their rolling average leading in and he's got no more money to make and you've got to burn another trade. So, Trey, did you have any thoughts on that one? 
Nah, not really. I'm I'm in the exact position where I'm trading cheese to, at the moment, either Egan or Marnie. And, yeah, I was pretty happy just to listen to that one and, and try and work it out. My plan is it's just going to be a bit of a cash grab uh, to try and get to Nico Hines as soon as possible. So either just for one week or for two weeks, depending on how we go. So I'll swing Tanner Boyd up to hooker and trade out that hooker to get Nico in. Um, but, yeah, just... So it's, you've got to, you, you've kind of got to have a two it. or three week plan, is what you're saying with whoever you buy, and know that they're not going to be someone that you're going to stick with for a long time. Would there be a play where you could buy either of those, play them for two weeks, miss one of Sunny Luke's price rises, which probably mightn't be huge, and then downgrade them to Sunny Luke, make all that cash, and then um, bring in one of those halves that you talked about? Yeah, potentially. I suppose it just depends on what they're doing with Sunny Luke's minutes and. And how he's going to go, really. He's there is, I don't know. He's a bit all over the shop. He's very erratic, um, and we haven't really, we haven't really got a good idea of how the minutes are going to go for him. Like Mitch Kenny got the HIA or, or whatever happened the other I day. So he came it, on early. Like it's, it's hard. To and know. it was hard. Yeah, it was hard to judge because then Sonny Luke got the HIA not long yeah, after yeah. Mitch Kenny came back on the field because they were both on the field at the same time. So. You're right, the minutes are a, are a hard watch. So it's a tricky position, but one that I think you could make three or 400K in, like in burning two trades. Is that good money to make? I think it is over the next yep. three weeks. So, I mean, we've got to make the money for Nico and Co. somewhere, don't we? Yep. Dan, you got anything to add into that one? Yeah, I had uh, Wade Egan as one of my rage trades in after getting rid of Smith. So, um, yeah, I'll... For the exact same reason, I like a good negative break even, and um, the plan was to make some cash um, to sort of upgrade my side elsewhere. So Wade, Wade Egan was someone that I was definitely looking at. Um, taking on board your comments, so I might uh, have a little rethink. I was pretty keen to get the cheese out straight away, though. So the cheese is going this week, but whether it's to Wade, I'm not too sure, but he was, he was definitely someone who I thought about. Yeah, that was... Pretty bloody good question that one because it did spark a pretty good conversation. So, one of Alex, our keep them. One, one of our best. Questions. Yeah, keep them coming, Alex. That was a listen. Listen question. to these questions, Dominic. Be well, sure. well, that leads me into uh, our favourite time of DMs with Davo. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> you get a poo, don't you? <laughs> oh, oh, it's just too good every week. It's still funny every week you do that. All right, our our good mate. He is a good mate. The lurking tab lady from Broken Hill, a.k.a. Don Brown, asks, are the Shepherds chasing round one or two high point scorers, for example, Karaz and Hammer, or do you want more reliability? Anyone want to start that one with that one? Uh, Yeah, I can go on this if you want. I didn't say much for the last one. But we sort of already answered that question. So it depends on what you want to do. If you want to keep them for a couple of weeks and then you're just going to bank the cash and skedaddle them, uh, yeah, you can you can really chase those low break even uh, high point scorers, but yeah, if you if you're trying to bring in some keepers, uh, if you if you're in a position to do that where you we've got lots of the low break even players in your team already, sort of like Davo sounds to have uh, pretty good planning there by the sounds. Yeah, you can you can start to yeah look at bringing in some of those more reliable players uh, as opposed to having to chase the the higher scorers, lower break-evens this, yeah, this week, next week, whatever. Does anyone see Karaz as potentially a keeper? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
I was just yeah. about to say that Karaz is a guy that if you get in, it looks like he's got the base to be a season long keeper at center wing and yeah, he's ticking both those boxes. He might be some, well, he might be like a guy like Ronaldo last year that once he started at this price, he didn't go down again. So Karaz only needs a try each game, I think, to score over 70 by the looks of it. Well, I reckon he only needs a try every two games to average about 75. Yeah. His base is... stack is great. He breaks tackles a lot. So he's a guy that this week's you don't really want to miss him, I don't think. No, I agree. I think he's a, a pretty much a must-have. Anyone can agree with the, with my concerns around Hammer that he's had two pretty good weeks, but they could that could dry up. He's scored a try in each of those weeks. Or is it just set up now the way Wayne Bennett wants him to play, that he is going to keep getting those stats? Do we see regression from the Dolphins now that they're not at Suncorp and then KO Stadium? I think they've named Redcliffe um, their Redcliffe home base coming to Newcastle. Like, is there a chance that they are just drawn down into a pretty ordinary game this week and we see the worst of the Dolphins where we've seen the best of them for the last two weeks? Anyone going near a Sarko? <laughs> I have seen that. I have seen that in a number of other chats. And I reckon he was he was one of the highest traded in last week. And I reckon he'll be, I don't know, people are crazy. But I'll take the laughs as a no from us. Are there any other centre wings who we can see in that spot? Or any other high upside players? Anyone? Like who else has got high break even? Or Preston, low break even? Preston, the back row, who we said. Christian Welch is a guy at front row who's got a break even or like 15. Who With Nass out, he's probably going to keep that 60-minute mark, so he could be a guy that averages over 60 this year. He's... With three trade, with three trades, if you boost this week, anyone tempted to try and fiddle around with the front row? Or do you reckon there's more upside elsewhere? I had a look of it because I've got to get rid of Nass, but the more I looked at my trades, I think I'm going to hold Nass for a week because he's not going to lose me money and wait and see what happens with some of these other front rowers, and then I can trade uh, for a front rower next week. Yeah, there's more other issues either. where you can make more money that are more important. Yeah, I think unless you're going to go to someone like Tohu Harris or yeah. someone that you're going to keep for a long time, I think there's too many other potential spots that we can fix our team. Front row is kind of, I don't know, it's one that I don't think anyone's really hurt us there, except for, I mean, suppose Tino on the weekend scoring 100. Um, but outside of that, Tarpanay's been quiet to start the year. Um, and a few other blokes have been pretty quiet in that spot. So I just don't – like, I'm running Franklin Pele, and while I'd love to sell him, is there any point? Like, I think it's just wait and see. Hopefully a couple of weeks in a row the dogs get a bit skinny on the bench and he plays 25, 30, 35 minutes, and you might make a few bucks and you can flick him to someone else. The other the other two in Shaq Mitchell and Davey Mowali, the other cheapies in that spot, the Souths – I don't think Davey Mowali – he was playing injured last week, I heard – from somewhere, so that's why his minutes were down. I think he only had a TPJ like 12 minutes to start the game or something like that, and he only played 20-odd minutes for the game. So I don't think he's a must to bring in, and I think Shaq, Shaq's points have been inflated by Totola getting knocked down in the first run in the first week, and then Moali only being able to place like lesser minutes last week. So they're not going to accrue, like, they're not going to make money in a massive burst either, are they? They're going to be a bit like the Kings last year, where you don't necessarily need to get them for their, for their first price rise. So I don't know. I guess my rent, my, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just, I think there's better spots to spend your time and trades this week than in the front row. Oh, Dom, he's got me in a 
bloody muddle. All right. Ready ready for this next question. Cleary to DCE this week or Cleary to Hines next week, assuming he plays. Wow. And then in brackets it says, and turn Boyd into Cleary if once he has dropped in price. So I think he's saying, does he sell Cleary to DCE this week and then hang tight? And then hang tight. And then hang tight. Or hold tight while Cleary's on the buy and pick up Hines next week and then wait for Boyd to increase in money if he does and then buy Cleary back. Holy. Anyway, we already talked about this. Covered this off already with Shooter's question, I think, didn't we? About selling Cleary and we went through the. Can I just I say just this thought... again for Dominic, as usual? I said it last year. Say it again. Mate, just send Dave your password. Let him do your trades for you. <laughs> Every week, Dominic. I can I can see Dominic's... I, I think Dom just gets a bit... He might be a bit cute with his thinking on how it's all going to play out. I don't think Boyd's going to make enough money to bridge you to Cleary. You're going to have to bridge from somewhere else is probably my thoughts on that. It's going to be a two-trade. I think Dominic's got too much time on his hands. Well, we know that's for a fact. Yeah, we know that he's daddy daycare at the moment and Good they move. spend more time at the pub drinking schooners, him and his daughter. It's like the dream life, but, you know. Well, then he was washing his car today. Give me a spell. Yeah, he's, he's living it up. He's living, living in up. Broken Hill and bothering washing your car. <laughs> what else is there to do? By the time you finish washing it, it's dirty at the back again. <laughs> Each to their own, mate. All right, his last little bit. Is Chance Nickel Clockstad out? Alamodi, Alamodi, or Khan Pereira as my final CTW this week? This this is the most ridiculous question. One of the worst questions he's ever asked. Idiot. He he is taking the piss here. We're not answering this. Mark, do you want to? You don't know him, so you can maybe. I don't know. He was filthy that you joined the podcast, and we didn't ask him though, so he hates you. But he's not the first one. It won't be the last one. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I think Alamotti is the answer there. Let's keep that short. Alamotti. Yeah. Absolutely Next. agree. Well, that's it. That's all his questions this week. Cardsy um, has gone. He's disgusted. Um, so that ends our uh, DMs with Davo this week. Okay, boys, trades this week. It's an important week for trades. Um most people are going to be getting some sort of price change this week. So, provided they haven't had the buy, obviously. Or been injured round one. Or been injured round one. So, yeah. Or been crying. Um, <laughs> All right, you're dribbling today, aren't you? Um, anyway, uh, let's... Trainer, who are you thinking to bring in this week? Righto. So, if you're not boosting this week, you've taken the piss. You've got to boost. You've got to get all the money makers in. If you're lucky and in a situation where you already got, you know, all that stuff sorted, well, yep, up yours. But anyway, so three trades this week. First one is Egan Butcher has to go because I hate the chooks. And Ellie Katoa is going to come in. His break even is pretty good this week and it should be even better next week with that nice high uh, score staying in there and hopefully an even higher score this week against the Titans coming in. Uh, next one, Stimson was a, a failed panic experiment. Uh, he's going out to Preston, freeing up some more coin there. Preston locked in that back row spot, going to make a fortune. And the Cheese promised the world delivered nothing. 
He's going out to Wade Egan at the moment for a quick cash grab. Yazi? Yeah, I'm uh, getting rid of Egan Butcher and I'm going to bring in Preston. I'm getting rid of the cheese and I'm also going Wade Egan for a couple of weeks until he his price fin- rises finished. Then I'll probably go down to Sonny Luke with a bit more money. And my final one, I'm uh, finally getting rid of Tommy Talao, who was just disgusting to watch. And I'm bringing in Karaz. I'm going to jump in just here because my trades are exactly the same as Gardzi's. So, copy so far. We're geniuses. Yeah. Did we just become best friends? Clearly. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go next. I'm going to sell Cheese. I think I'm going to have to sell him to someone cheap because I need money because I burnt every cent just about that I had it to start the year. Um, I've been lucky enough that I f- found Preston early and I've got Katoa, so I don't need to bring either of them in. So I'm thinking I'm going to go a week early, and even though Sonny Luke doesn't play this week, I'm going to go Smith to Sonny Luke to free up some money. I'm going to go Egan Butcher because I just haven't liked what I've seen from him and the way the Chooks are using him. And I'm going to go Katoa because I do like the way that Melbourne are using him. I also like that Tarek Sims is named on the bench and he's still been named to start. Hopefully he doesn't lose minutes to him, but I'm probably willing to take that gamble. I don't think so, but, you know, I think it's a calculated gamble. I think Katoa's, they've kind of unlocked how they're going to use him. The moment in last week's game where in consecutive tackles he made line breaks, that was hard not owning him to watch that happen. And I think he had a try disallowed. Is that on your chin list, Guardsy? Yeah, red money diving. Yeah. So um, all in all, he could have scored a massive score last week. So I don't really – I like what they're doing. And I like – I think he had 17 or 18 tackles with no missed tackles. And I know that was part of his problem in his games previous. He's missed tackles and that's why he wasn't considered a – first grader all the time, but looks like Bellamy's waved his magic wand and he's now able to make tackles. So all in all, he's a pretty good trade-in, I think, and I'm going to go Tommy Talao. I'm never going to have him back in my team after the way he carried on after the game. Everyone knows when the whistle goes, you're meant to shake hands. I can honestly say that I have only done that once in my life and not on national television where I've walked off and not shaken a bloke's hand. Uh, I didn't make any threats to him, but I just didn't want a bar of him. So he's never coming back into the well-cooked Angus side you again. Have, you do have some standards for your teams, don't you? I you do have standards. There's, there's certain people that don't come anywhere near He will teams. not be coming back into my Dylan team. Dylan Walker being one of them. Dylan Walker won't be making his way into my team. I had a hard watch on Matthew Lodge last week, last year when he was going pretty well when he went to the Roosters, but just don't like those kind of blokes in the in- I don't like the atmosphere they create in my team or I don't like cheering them on in my super coach team more to the point. So they can get stuffed and I'm bringing in Karaz. Yes. <laughs> well, the electric Broncos, I, I did have some things written down, but all this talk has maybe swayed my mind. I am selling the cheese. Um, Listen to how easy, easily uh, to I'm very, very easily manipulated. It's true. Um, the cheese, and I, I do have written down here, Maybe Wade Egan with a minus 44 break even. Maybe Sonny Luke, even though he doesn't play, just to make that extra cash. I do have Egan Butcher in my team. I also already have Katoa and Preston, so I don't need to get either of those guys. So I'm now thinking about how I can make money to get from Talao to Karaz and 
yes, still a closet Parramatta fan. It might be time to bust out the Cardi party, perhaps. Egan, Egan to Cartwright, who I think has a pretty big negative break even as well. I know Madison is coming back next week, but it will make cash at least for a couple of weeks. So I don't mind the Cardi party. They're my thoughts at the moment. He hasn't looked anywhere near as soft as he had in, has in the previous years. He's actually taken some of those hard hit-ups as well. So pretty impressive. I think that leads us into our captain's yeah. chat. So, Trani, do you want to lead us off again with your captain's chat? Who are you thinking? Uh, How did you go last week? Was it any good? Oh, never any good. That's why I suck so much. Friggin' Tedesco getting dry run. Uh, I'm strongly considering just putting the straight C on turbo on Thursday oh. night. But if I don't um, do that... Nathan Cleary not scare you off after last week? Did you not spray Beasley last week for doing this? Uh, maybe, but it's Turbo. He's a freak. But you can loop. Yeah, but then I've got to play Franklin Pele at seven. Don't have Franklin Pele and you won't have that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Let me just rectify that. Had the Pele panic last week. Yeah. He's, he's stuck. No, no problem. No Pele. How many trades you got? 17 this week? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yes. I I wish. I, as Gaza, you said on friggin' Sunday, we want six trades this week. I'd be laughing. Uh, otherwise, double boost. Yeah, otherwise, captaining Holmes or Grant. I don't really like too many of the matchups this week. And that's another reason I'm leaning towards Turbo to start with because the rest of the matchups suck. Gazi? I I'm uh, sort of thinking the same as Trainer, but I'm going to VC Turbo. I think Turbo's going to have a, a cracker against Para. And then captaincy options, I've got two. I'm either looking at Val Holmes, who I think may have a bounce-back game against the Warriors, could score some points. Or I'm going to take on the new man in the side, uh, Jacob Caraz, as a bit of a pod captain. Because who cares? I'm already ranked 70,000. Might as well try just, something. Just be careful of the pod captains. I tried it for about 10 weeks last year and that's when my demise from inside the top thousand down to about two and a half thousand so just be careful with uh the pod captain uh if you're looking for a sneaky pod captain isaiah katoa against newcastle i reckon he could score anything this week he um he's looked pretty good but he could be a pod i could put him as a as the vc if you're not going to go turbo i actually think that i'm going to go a safety captain because and go with harry grant this week so just a bit, try and get more than just a 1,000 or just under a 1,000. Or... I am going to Thursday's game for my vice-captain, but I am going to put the VC on Hopgood. Parramatta don't need to be winning for him to score well. He is a machine. And the C, I've got Val Holmes written down here up against the Warriors. They've uh, got to travel up to the... North Queensland heat, uh, I think, with drink water and Hiku out, Val should see a ton of ball. He just needs to score some tries and kick some goals. Which he does. That's good. Uh, yeah, VC on Turbo this week. Hopefully, I don't have a captaincy issue and I won't panic. I've got time and I can just loop. So that's that's my plan, but... Um, so yeah, I could be captaining 
anyone like Taruva, hopefully. I'm captaining Taruva this week and I'm just looping on Turbo. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still tossing some... Just be careful with your loop. Don't put it onto the Parramatta winger. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget that bloke's name, but, yeah. There won't Anuki. be any... Yeah, there won't be... Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> there won't be any panic this week. There's plenty of time. I'm, I'm a busy man, but... We can we can find some. I'm sure I can find some time. But I'll be seeing trainer so you can make sure I do it properly. Yeah, well, I think that's a, that about sums up the week. I think um, we are really looking for a bounce back week. Even though Mark said it's not hard to get a over a thousand, a thousand and twenty one, or whatever he scored isn't what you'd call a, a fantastic week. I think what did you get a thousand and fifty or something, Dan? Yeah, about that. Uh, I think we're all looking for a massive bounce back. We'd really love uh, our trades to pay off. I'm confident guards he's going to be back this week. I think his uh his negativity of this week will be washed away with a really positive attitude. He actually might be singing into the chin list next week, not kicking cans and showing his hands up and swearing about Supercoach. He'll be back on the list. He'll probably wear his socks from last year. So I'm looking for a score over twelve hundred from you this week, Guardsy. So nothing less. Um mate, I haven't cracked a thousand all year, you're dreaming. Yeah, I know, but you know, we'll be right. We'll bounce back. It's a long season, 27 rounds. Uh, thanks to the listeners who have uh, and friends of the show have put in DMs this week. Thanks for sitting through a very long chin list. Uh, we'll probably shake it up next week and our team previews will be much shorter so that we can have a bit more of this discussion, which I think is heaps more valuable leading into uh, making trades and things like that. We've swayed Mark into a few different trades. So hopefully the Supercoach guides are good to you this week. Ta-ta and farewell. <laughs>